Are you tired of learning how to heal from an affair, but not actually healing? Maybe you've gone to marriage counseling, but it hasn't gotten you anywhere. Or you've spent months struggling to heal and you're tired. If you're worried you might never be able to get through this on your own, then consider letting us help you. Go to HealingBrokenTrust.com and discover how working with Brad or a member of our team can make the difference you're craving. That's HealingBrokenTrust.com. Hi guys, it's Brad Robinson, and you are listening to Healing Broken Trust, where we talk about how to heal from infidelity, affairs, cheating in your relationship, in your marriage. And it's just me today. We had a baby, baby girl, January 25th, so we're really happy about that. And she's she's honestly fantastic. Uh, it's been a really, I hate to, it's been a easy, she's really been easy. Our first child was easy but we're less stressed. So uh, Morgan's, you know, uh, not able to join us. Uh, she's taking care of things. I'm here at the office uh, talking with you, helping us um, uh, discover how can we heal from an affair and really trying to make this process demystified. It can seem very leering, very overwhelming. How do we heal from an affair? I don't know anybody that's come back from an affair. The reality is, is people every day are healing from affairs and it's something that can be done and there's a lot of reason to, to know that we can and to have hope in it. And so and so other people are doing it, people who are not any smarter than you, not any better than you, their situation is not any worse than yours and they're doing it and because they're able to do it, we know that you can do it as well. And so I want to share with you guys though a really powerful Concept. I think it's one of the most important concepts to healing from an affair that really nobody discusses. Nobody talks about this. There's a lot of emphasis on other things, but this is such a crucial part of healing that I think if you go online, you listen to material, you uh, read certain things, you're not going to find anybody talking about this. And I have people come into my office uh, from all over the place, all over the world. I've met with people and you name it. I've, I've met with people from there. And part of this is, you know, there's uh, nobody's talking about this, unfortunately. And But it's such an important part of healing. And, you know, we, and, you know, if we've had an affair, we get that, okay, I've hurt you. I got to be there for you. I need to be try to be your rock and be your base and I need to really try to help you heal. And I think that's an important concept that's kind of like, duh, I need to help you heal. I need to be honest. I need to be transparent and I need to be open. You know, I've hurt you. I need to help help you heal. That's an important concept. But there's another part of this that uh, is also really important that doesn't really get discussed. And we've talked about it in different ways, but never as directly as that we're going to talk about it right now. And basically the idea is to help us heal from an affair, to help you guys move forward. The one who had the affair, need, and this is going to sound so counterintuitive and so wrong on so many levels, I'm going to tell you what it is and then I'm going to try to explain it as best I can. And I don't have Morgan with me here to kind of bounce ideas off of, to filter my thoughts, you know, to help me 
kind of articulate this. And so it's just going to be me and you talking about this. And uh, I think what I'm going to share with you is going to really help us make tremendous uh, gains in our healing journey. And and so here's the idea. With, um, and so basically the idea is, is we know that I got to be your healer. I, I cheated on you. I have done the crime. I got to do the time. I've got to, you know, intuitively, I know I got to make this up to you. I know this is such a horrible offense and I know you're broken that, you know, I kind of maybe have lost um, my ability to turn to you to be there for me. And I just need to be there for you. I don't need to talk about my feelings with you and I don't need to talk about what's going on in my life with you. I just need to be, you know, the world's best spouse now for you and, you know, speak your love language and, and try to be there for you as best I can. But here's the concept. So I'll just get to it. The concept is you, as the one who had the affair, you knew you need to let your spouse be your emotional rock and emotional base. See, the concept is, okay, I hurt you. And so now I know that I, you know, I'm remorseful. I'm sorry. I still love you. I want to make this work. And as much as it's as difficult as it is to be honest, and as much as I hate to hurt you, I'll be honest and I'll talk to you about this and I'll go to counseling and we're going to get better. I'm so ashamed of myself. You know, I'm going to help you get through this. But what's missed in this pro, what is so missed in this process that's not highlighted enough. And I can't say when in your journey that you need to start doing this, but I would say, or necessarily how. You know, I'm not, you're not in front of me. I'm not talking to you. But something that you have to have and you have to do early on. And I'm talking about early on as in like, I would say days early on, is you need, as the one who had the affair, you need to let your mate be your rock and emotional base. And what I mean by that is, is you need to go to them and let them be there for you emotionally. And now, Brad, you're, this is what you're saying right now. As you hear me say that, you're saying, Brad, my spouse has been flipping out. They're having nightmares. They're crying themselves asleep. And you're asking me to go and talk to them about my terrible day. Or you're asking me to go talk to them about the stress I'm facing at work. And, and this is kind of where, you know, being wise and trying to be smart comes in. You know, maybe it's not, you know, immediate. Maybe it's, you know, it depends on how this shows up in your situation. But at some point, you're going to have to start being vulnerable and open to your spouse because, you know, they're they're talking about, I need you to be transparent. They're saying, I need you to be transparent. I need you to be honest with me about blah, 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 this and that. It's true, but this is a part of transparency. And this is something that your spouse or your mate is craving that they don't even know how to articulate that they need this. They will say, yeah, I need you to, I need to see your cell phone. I need to, I need to go through your email. I need to, you know, do it, put a tracker on you. And, you know, they're asking for these things that just seem like, gosh, that's a lot. You're asking for all this. But part of the reason they're asking for that is they don't really know how to read you. They don't know really what you're feeling. And so when you feel really ashamed and terribly guilty inside and you get really mad at yourself, what we tend to do is we get really quiet. We feel really terrible. We beat ourselves up. We think, man, I'm such a loser. I'm such a worst person in the world. 
my family would be better off without me. You know, we really fall into this shame. And what we do is, is we just, um, you know, beat ourselves up about that. And we get really quiet. And for our spouse who's been betrayed, when we get really quiet, it scares the crap out of them. It puts, you know, this deep fear in them where they don't know what is going on. They don't know, you know, if we're safe, if they're going to be okay with, you know, they don't know if that if we're safe, if they're going to be okay with us. And so the more we can be open with our feelings, the more we can be open and, and turn to them and lean on them and rely on them emotionally, this is going to accelerate your healing journey so much. And one of the key ways that this is going to do this is, the, here's the question that they're asking in their mind. They're asking themselves, can I trust you? And the other question they're asking is, am I valuable? These are the same side, or excuse me, these are two different sides of the same coin. Can I trust you? And am I valuable to you? Do I matter? Am I really good enough? And so when you go to them and let your spouse be your rock and emotional base, what they're getting out of that is, oh my goodness, they're turning to me. I matter. They care for me. I'm valuable to them. And they're able to see your genuineness as you as you lean on them emotionally, as you talk to them about your burdens and what you're going through. And so what happens is, is they begin to see you as somebody who really deeply cares about them. And they see you as somebody who is trustworthy simultaneously at the same time. And what ends up happening is, because that's occurring, there's less of a need for more of these um, other ways to get it to get to build trust. I need to look. I need to look through your cell phone for the next five years. I need to keep a tracker on you. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Some of these more, you know, measures that drastic measures that people go through, and I get that people need to do them. And for a time, I think it's okay for people to need that need to do stuff like that. I think it's okay that people need that. However. When we can go to them and let them be our rock and emotional base, as hard as that is, as strange as that is, as counterintuitive as that is, that really accelerates our healing journey, our healing process. And so this is where we got to use some wisdom and we have to be considerate of our spouse. And I'm not saying that when we do this, we're blaming, demanding, you know, hostile, we're mean, we're, you know, we're jerks. I'm just saying we're talking about ourselves. This is what I've been feeling. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm going through. This is what, you know, this is how this is, you know, we're talking about our emotions and our feelings. We're being vulnerable. We're letting our guard down with our spouse and we're letting them carry our burdens. And when we do that, there's so much goodwill and positivity that begins to occur when that happens. Because like I said, they see that, oh my goodness, I'm valuable. And here's one of the things that they say. They will say things like, you know, you had this bond with this affair partner that you could share secrets with. And, you know, you guys had these secrets. I want to be your secret keeper. I want to know what's what's going on inside of you. I want to know what's going on with you. And when you do that, we're deepening in our own bond that we have. And so, you know, you've had these secrets with this other person, you know, where you talked about things, you... Uh, you know, had a double life, you, you know, you did all these things going on in the affair that people do. But when you turn to me to be your rock, I begin to feel, you know, very valuable. Uh, and I feel like, 
you know, I get to, I feel, and this is important what I'm about to say, I begin to feel like I'm irreplaceable. You know, you replaced me with the affair. You let someone take my place. You know, you let someone maybe take my place sexually. And you let someone take my place emotionally. And so when you turn to me sexually, if that's where we're able, if we're able to do that, and it depends on where we're at in the journey, if we're able to do that. But when you turn to me emotionally and let me have that rightful place of being there for you emotionally, that's where all a lot of healing takes place. And a lot of you guys are getting caught up. A lot of you, and this may be happening to you, you're getting caught up by not doing that. And, you you know, you have this thought, yeah, I got to be there for them, you know, to be honest and help them heal and be supportive and that kind of thing. But you're not letting your mate carry your burdens. You're not letting them in vulnerably. You're not sharing from your heart. You're not talking about what's going on with you. And I'm, when I say this, I'm using that in a very general term. That could be about the affair, your remorse and your shame about that, um, how you hate yourself about that. You're not letting your spouse into that. Plus the other things that go on in life, all the other stuff. You got to let your mate into that, and when you do that, you're going to see tremendous progress. Because, you know, we if you've if you've heard our uh, episode we did on the seven stages of affair recovery, one of the key stages that helps us heal. You know, we talk about negative cycles, and you know that's an important part of the process. But that stage of meaning, why? Why did you do this? that stage of meaning, you know, the other thing we get, like I, I think I said this last time we met, that why is we ask why because we need to, I, under, I need to understand your thought process, but the other part of why is I need to really, um, I need to know I can trust you and I need to know that I'm valuable to you. And when you come to me and you're close to me and you let me carry your burdens and you're vulnerable with me, and I can really see your heart because you're sharing it with me. That is the tr- that's that that's the deeper level of meaning that has to occur. There's a surface level of meaning that some of you guys are going through that you don't necessarily know how to articu- articulate, which is, you know, why did you do this? I need to understand your thought process and that kind of thing. You know, I just don't get the why. Uh, but the deeper why is. Really, you know, or the deeper meaning, I should say, is what do I really mean to you? You know, can I trust you? And so everything revolves around those two questions. Can I trust you? And am I really valuable to you? Am I really important? Am I really enough? Am I good enough? Everything, everything revolves around that. And so when I'm seeing couples, whether, you know, they come into my office and I see them or I'm seeing them through coaching, everything I, they're saying, you know, I'm thinking about also the negative cycle, but I'm also in seeing everything they're talking about in those terms. And it goes both ways. And so here's the other part about when you share with your spouse and you talk to them about what's going on with you, the other thing that happens is, is they start trusting you more because they see that you're trusting them. So I'm going to say that again. So when you let your spouse be a rock and emotional base, they start to trust you more because they see that you are trusting them. And that's really important. So when you lower your guard and you let them in to your burdens and your pain and your shame about the affair, but also about life, about what's going on, when you do that, and you may never have done that with anybody before. You may have never done that with anybody, parent, sibling, teacher, coach, 
you know, anybody. You may have never done it with anybody before, but when you and it's so it's going to be awkward. It's going to be hard, but when you do that with your spouse, it's going to help them um, really uh, trust you because they see that you trust them. Um, now let me say this. I want to say this before I get too, so I don't lose everybody that's listening to this that's going, oh my gosh, Brad, this is crazy. Uh, now, if you're somebody who, you know, who's unfaithful and you're thinking like, gosh, I don't know if I could do this. My spouse is really, they interrupt me. They don't really listen. They jump in. Maybe they're critical. Maybe they try to fix. They don't really listen. They just try to fix what I tell them. So as the one who um, if you're wanting your mate to, if you're wanting to be your mate's rock, whether you're the one who cheated or not, if you're wanting to be the one, um, if you want to be the rock for your spouse, what your spouse, uh, let me say that differently. If, if you want your spouse to come to you and talk to you, you need to really let them hear them out and just listen. And, you know, they may say some things that kind of steps on your toes. Really hear them out. Really listen. That goes much simpler when we're able to talk from our hearts. You know, there's a lot of different communication techniques and things that people, you know, you read a book, they're going to tell you, like, here's the 25 ways to communicate. And, you know, what you need to do and how you need to pay attention and how you need to nod and how you need to repeat what they say and use I statements and don't criticize here, let me just boil all this down for you guys. Here's what you need to do. You need to just talk to your spouse from your heart. If you can talk to your wife, if you can talk to your husband from your heart without any sort of frustration as you do it, without any tone, here's what's going to happen. They're going to listen to you from your from their heart. So if you can talk from your heart and you can talk about what's going on with you, you talk from your heart, they, without a tone, without any frustration, as hard as that is, I know it's hard, and that's why people come to see me, because this is very hard, is if you do, if you can do that, uh, they will be able to listen with their heart, and they will be able to really be receptive of what you're saying. So, so talk from your heart, that will help them be receptive, but at the same time, because this is, you know, because we influence each other, and we you know, get into these feedback loops, these negative cycles, if you can also, as they share, and what they're going to do is they're going to tiptoe. They're going to talk to you about minor stuff. They're going to talk to you about how they're bummed that the Patriots won another Super Bowl and that their team lost. And, you know, they're going to talk to you about minor stuff like that. And what they need from you when they test you is just to be receptive, just to really, you know, listen, uh, to not interject to not interrupt. And this is really important because, um, you know, people who stray can be really sensitive and they need you to really be there for them too. And they learn to be self-reliant. Part of that's through childhood. Part of that may be through things that have happened in your guys' relationship. And so if they feel like you're really listening to them and that you're there, they'll be more likely to be open. So don't interrupt. Don't try to fix it uh, because those things come across as maybe judgmental or like you don't care. And, and so really try to listen to them. And so anyway, I think this is such an important concept. Let your spouse be your rock and emotional base. That's, that's really important. Uh, I think another thing that I would say 
that would really, ex- I think that's like, um, you know, number one. That's really important for, 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 for most of you listening to this. That's number, that's number one that's important. I want to add like two more things to this, and then we'll be done in a second. Is if you're the one who had uh, the affair, I would talk to your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend. You know, talk to your mate. I would share with them what you're learning and how you're growing. You know, this is something I learned. This is something I realized. You know, I realized I was just really selfish. I realized I was really terrible. I realized, you know, that I need to be, um, you know, a better communicator with you. I need to realize, you know, I got to be open and honest. You know, whatever you're learning about yourself, uh, you know, when you go to therapy, I think it's good to talk about that with your spouse. But whatever you're learning and how you're growing, share that with your mate. Uh, that will provide extra security for them. So, uh, you know, ultimately when they're traumatized, they want to know that they can trust you, that things will be predictable again. And so the more you can share of yourself with them, the more they're going to feel safer. And then I would, and then the third thing is this. So let your mate be a rock and emotional base. Share with them what's going on with you. And then I would even, the third thing I would say is this. Ask them if they want to talk about the affair. Bring it up first. Talk to them about the affair. Bring it up. What questions do you have today? If you can do that, it's going to really accelerate this whole process. And what you're doing, I'm going to tell you what this is in psychological terms. What you are doing is called proximity seeking. And proximity seeking, this is primarily that first one, but it's, nah, let me take that back. It's all of them. But when you can share with your spouse Proximity seeking is a term that's used in attachment theory that says that when we are undergoing stress, it activates the attachment system. It activates that survival system in us where we want to go to the most important person to us and we go to them for protection and closeness. And with children, you see this, they hear a loud noise they're going to look at the, the dominant parent in their life. So they're probably going to look, look at mom. If they hear a loud noise, they're going to immediately look at mom. I remember our son doing that. And then, you know, they're going to... Have, uh, so anyway, basically what we do is is we have... But when you can do proximity seeking with your spouse, you can go to them and let them be your rock. They are going to feel loved. They are going to feel like they can relax. They are going to feel hopeful they're going to feel secure and they're going to feel like they can begin to put this behind them. So, so that's really important. What I just said, I'm going to say that again. When you can do proximity seeking with your spouse, primarily that first one where I talked about where you let your spouse be your rock and emotional base. You know, the second one is also, I think you need to do all of these, but if um, people, you know, sometimes ask like, what's the number one thing I need to do? Uh, you know, there's really, 50 things that you got to do, and they're all important. I met somebody, um, I was out of town, um, it's actually in Philadelphia, and uh, in November, which is really cold. Pennsylvania is really cold in November. Uh, and I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we have a large audience that listens to us in Oklahoma, but they, you guys don't know I'm in Tulsa. And so I've met you guys after you've kind of started doing a search and you found our private practice. So I'm here in Tulsa, and you guys are great people. And uh, so anyway, uh, Oklahoma Novembers are terrible. 
Pennsylvania winter is ridiculous. And uh, so anyway, we're in Pennsylvania in November. It wasn't too bad at that time. But I met somebody and he said, you know, what do you do for a living? And I don't typically like telling people what I do because they feel like, oh, my God, I'm being judged. This guy's a marriage counselor. You know, you can read me. He's reading reading my thoughts right now. Uh, So I don't usually like telling people what I do. But, you know, I... You know, I told him, hey, I do this, and you know, I have a podcast where I talk about healing trust. And uh, and he's like, well, how does somebody heal from an affair? And I'm, I'm kind of, I really wasn't in the mood to talk. And so, you know, I'm, a, I'm genuinely a nice person, but I just wasn't, like, really in the mood to talk. And uh, I'm like, gosh, man, there's, like, a, a million things that people need, and they're all important. You know, there's not just one thing that people need. And... What I'm talking about now is uber important. It's one of the most important things. So, if you, you know, they're all important, but this is so you doing proximity seeking with your mate after you've betrayed them and you can go to them for emotional closeness and protection. As ridiculous as that sounds, after all the crap and hell that's broken loose in your relationship, your spouse, your mate is going to feel loved. They're going to feel like they can relax. They are going to feel hopeful, and they're going to feel like they can begin to put this behind them. So what that means in practical terms for you is they're going to stop obsessing about this. They're going to stop dwelling on the same questions over and over. They're going to feel safer. They're going to feel wanted. They're going to feel cared for. They're going to let go of these things that they use to try to figure out the why and go through the 20 million questions because because what they're ultimately after is, am I valuable? Can I trust you? And when you do proximity seeking with them and you go to them and you lean on them, they're getting, yes, I can trust you because I see that you trust me. You're turning to me. You're sharing your secrets with me that you gave away to someone else. You know, and sometimes people have affairs. Obviously, it's not always emotional, but you are turning to me and I'm being your rock. And that's ultimately what I'm after is to know that I matter, that I can trust you, that I matter, that I'm good enough. And when I begin to feel that and since that I feel secure and I'm able to begin to let this go and and so you've got to do proximity seeking everything I'm talking about boils down to one idea proximity seeking where you turn to them for emotional closeness and protection if you can do that the sky's the limit you guys are going to work through this you're going to have no issues uh, granted we get into this negative cycle where if you're listening to this, you're going to be like, gosh, Brad, I just don't know. I don't know if I can do that. And part of that is, you know, let me say this again. You know, we both have, we're both of you are asking that question, can I trust you? You know, you both are asking that. And and that's where we need additional help. That's where we need coaching. That's And I'm available. We've got a team, not just me, but I've got other therapists that are trained in how to help people heal. And, you know, we're available to help you guys. And here's the kicker is you guys can work through this, but you honestly, you got to get the right help. I've met some of you guys who've done this work and I'm just shocked because um, you guys aren't like, I, I wouldn't even classify some of you guys as like hard. I'm like, this is not, but, but not getting the right help. It is hard. You're spinning your wheels. So get the right help. Um, so hopefully this has been helpful for you guys. I want this to be helpful. I want this to be impactful. My parents divorced after infidelity. And if they could help, we never would have met. I would have had probably a happy childhood. I wouldn't have become a therapist, especially a relationship therapist. Um, wouldn't have become a therapist. 
I would be a used car salesman somewhere, and um, and I enjoy what I do. I really I'm fascinated by this subject. It's uh, I really enjoy it. But here's the kicker: you guys can do this. It's you. It's also getting the right help. It's like you're motivated. You're finally motivated to go to the gym to work out, but then you get a crummy trainer, and then you're suffering. You're not getting anywhere. You got to get the right help. Uh, and not unfortunately, this is not stuff. We learn in school. I did not learn how to treat infidelity. Uh, I didn't even think I was going to see infidelity. Uh, you can hear the papers turning. That's me going through my notes, just making sure I've got everything covered. Uh, I didn't even think I was going to see any infidelity. Maybe one out of 100 couples. Uh, it's easily half of what I see b- before the podcast audience. And, you know, with the podcast audience, it's, you know, it's practically everything I see. And so it's... You gotta get you gotta get the right help, and some of you guys are really um, in situations that are probably bleak and feel hopeless because you're not getting the right help. And I don't, I don't. It's very rarely do I look at a couple and say, "Gosh, I don't think I can help this couple," or "I don't think they're gonna make it." I just don't think that way. I've I've seen too much success and too many results to to think that way. So I'm trying to be helpful. Like part of this isn't your fault. If you're struggling with this, I wouldn't even blame you. Like, that's what our my profession is about, is helping you guys deal with relationship issues. But we are severely undertrained in dealing with infidelity. Like, nobody talks about how to heal from an affair. Nobody. Like, it's it's really, uh, it's bad. And so, so, you're going to counseling, you're going to therapy, you're not getting anywhere. You need to work with somebody who knows how to help you with that. Uh, that's why we. Uh, that's why I do what I do to try to help inform the public, educate you guys on what you need to do, but also I do this because I want you guys to have, like my parents, wanted them to have somebody who could help them, and it just wasn't available back then. Um, so, uh, I hope I will see you guys soon. Thank you for joining me today. Morgan hopefully will be with us. If she's not, it'll be me and you again. And we're going to get there. You guys are going to work through this. It's, you know, this is not Mission Impossible. We're not, you know, trying to stop an atomic bomb going off in three seconds. This is doable stuff. And no matter where you're at, this is doable. The most, you know, these interactions between you and your mate are the most important things. Some of these situations that you're in seem really bleak, seem really hopeless. Trust me, like, it, it's, it's, it's really not. It's really not, like, you know, it's, it's not. I don't know how to, I'm trying to be reassuring, but I don't know any other way to say it. It's not hopeless. It's not bleak. You can do it. Uh, it's really just a matter of getting the right help. Anyway, I will see you guys next time. Have a great uh, month, and I will see you guys coming up soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, one more thing. If you want to break free from the affair once and for all, go to HealingBrokenTrust.com for personalized help or a self-paced online program. That's HealingBrokenTrust.com. There we can provide you with the personalized help you really want. HealingBrokenTrust.com. We'll talk to you soon.